Well, our football coverage is uh, sponsored by the following uh, businesses that are helping us bring you all these fantastic football season we're about to bring you. So I want to start out with Kyoto Transmissions and Repair. They're a brand new sponsor. Uh, super happy to have them on board. Flint Cliffs Manufacturing of beautiful Burlington, Iowa. Wester Drug of Wilton Manufacturing. Jen Fagan, your neighbor's insurance agent of Kyoto, Iowa. Home Plate Sports Cards of Oskaloosa, Iowa. Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, B&B Propane, R&B Brake Sports Cards, Richardson's Tech Solutions of Richland, Iowa, and if you want to uh, help sponsor one of the teams, give us a call. We'll put you right in there. We've got Coach Shane Rollins of the South South East Warren Warhawks. Welcome to the program, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me on here. I appreciate your coverage of everything. Well, I appreciate the people in the Southeast uh, Warren area that listen to Real Guy Radio every time we talk about uh, uh, your stuff. You know, there's a lot of schools like that that may be a little under under uh, covered, maybe. You know, it might be the word I'm talking about. And they really, you, you at first question is, what is it like to, to uh, be the coach of a community that's so focused on that one specific, you know, high school sports? And it seems like that's one of the, one of those towns in Iowa is totally focused on that high school. You know, um, we've got very good parents, um, you know, um, that are very supportive of the the coaches in our community. I think we have the, uh, in, in all of our sports, uh, and I think we have the right coaches in place for, for each program uh, that's just allowing that, that growth to happen. And um, we have a really good booster club, uh, and our athletic secretary do a great job of like if we put the information out that someone's covering us they get that information out to the entire community uh, so it's really kind of a group process here for all that to happen and, and it's just great parents and great community that care about the kids in our district well you tell the the people over there that share my stuff and make it available to other people i really appreciate that oh yeah oh, i will do that we'll, right. do that. well let's get right let, let's just put the butter on the biscuit right here now i'm gonna go over your team and uh i don't know exactly you do you did have some pretty good seniors last year if i remember right and yes, uh, we, yep. you're going to be doing some rebuilding and you're, you're going to be bringing some sophomores that are juniors back and some juniors that are seniors back so uh I'm going to just start out. Tell me about your quarterbacks and your quarterback situation. Are you, you you're looking for a new one or, or you got one? And, and I want to know about the backups and maybe even the JV quarterbacks that we might be seeing. Cause. Yeah. So um, we, we graduated a, a two-year starter. Uh, he was a heck one, one of the best leaders we've ever had at Southeast Warren who graduated. So we got big shoes to fill there. Um, the, our backup quarterback from last year um, ended up unfortunately having to have surgery uh, near the end of track season, uh, and he will not be available for us this year. So uh, we've got uh, three to four kids we're kind of eyeballing at quarterback right now. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what route we're going to go. We might, all three of them could play, uh, we could settle on one. Uh, you know, it's just going to be what's best for our personnel because we got a lot of question marks and we got to put that puzzle together. But uh, Caden Carruthers is going to be a junior. Uh, he uh, was our primary JV quarterback and did a lot of things really well. Uh, he was our—he's the catcher on our baseball team, the point guard on our basketball team. So 
Um, he has a really athletic mind, um, which will help him a great deal in that position. And he I saw him play. Ball. Yep, yep, yep. You saw him. He's a heck of a catcher. Um, they were good. There's a dang good baseball team. They had a really good baseball team. Went pretty deep in the playoffs, too. Yeah, we just ran into a very good Winville Sully team that knocked well, them out. Yeah, so. yeah, they were. Yeah, yep, they were legit. So, you know, we got athletes. Uh, Caden's one of them in competition there with it. Um, I just, I've only seen uh, him throw a few times. We have a new student uh, who was the uh, starting quarterback at Melcher Dallas, who uh, he moved into our district. Well, that was convenient. Uh, yeah, no, that's nice. Uh, uh, <laughs> you never complain about that. So, uh, Johnny Milburn's his name. Um, he throws a pretty good ball. Uh, just trying to get him used to our system. Uh, you know, the way we do things is probably is different than what he's experienced in the past. So, getting him caught up, getting him comfortable with the kids. Uh, another junior, uh, Dawson Conrad, is uh, giving it a try here. We've been working with him. He's he's got some. He's never played quarterback before, so got some kinks to work out. And uh, we're we're exploring the idea of uh, uh, Jameson Ewing. He's a very athletic. Uh, sophomore for us. Uh, he was a little raw throwing the ball, but he's a heck of a runner and a heck of a gifted athlete. So we've got a lot of options there. And if those guys aren't the quarterback, the, if one of them is not the quarterback, they'll end up playing somewhere else for us. Well, you know, uh, so. let's talk a little bit about the, uh, you know, replacing a quarterback seemed like to me to be uh, uh, take a lot of time, you know, uh, a, a lot of individual time. Do you have a, do you have a quarterback's coach on your roster? Yeah, we have a very good quarterback coach. Uh, his name's Trent Barbas. Uh, he actually played uh, quarterback in college down at Graceland, so uh, he's he's been a tremendous asset, and he'll do a, he'll do a great job with these kids and getting them to come along to where they need to be. Well, I'm interested in, in what how this was, is going to play out. I like, would you have like say you got about let's say three weeks and two days, three weeks and three days somewhere in that range? Between, yeah, that sounds about right. Between yeah. so uh, I would think maybe uh 10 days or so to figure out who it is and then a, a, a two-week crash course on the plays and, and all that stuff and then you also have to get his backup ready in case something happens so uh that seemed like a lot of work uh a lot of time do you have to kind of simplify the offense a little bit and then kind of work through the season to expand on it or what, what what's the tactic on that yeah that's that's the plan for us this year um you know, uh, and I'll, we'll get into it as we talk about positional stuff, but we lost a heck of a senior class, uh, 12 seniors, I think, and they were big, strong kids, which allowed us to play a very physical style of football last year. And, you know, we were an eye formation, which is not very common in uh, eight-man. Um, we're going to have to change our tactics a little bit. We still want to be able to run the ball, but we're going to have to do it in a different way. So we're going to really simplify our offense. Uh, and just really break things down to the ba- the most basic nature. Like yesterday, in our half hour of individual offense, we I mean we didn't do plays. We worked just how to hand off, how to do our footwork. You know, just getting all the quarterbacks on the same page because we're pretty much starting from scratch with all of them. Sounds like the Washington Demons were in that, but I I remember talking to their coach, and I was so much more excited than I thought I would be because it turns out all these kids, you know. I'm sure all those kids that were sitting on the bench weren't sorry to see those kids graduate. And with all those positions open, you're going to have a lot of competition. So we're going to really, I'm really going to enjoy this. Uh, well, we talked a little quarterback. Let's go to running backs. All 
All right, so uh, we lost a very good, our very, our very talented fullback. Like I said, we were an I formation. Uh, we're probably going to go more to just a single back look this year. Um, fortunately, re we returned uh, junior Trey Fisher. He ran for just under 1,300 yards last year, and I think around 20 touchdowns. So we are going to uh, get him the ball a, a great deal. Um, but we also have a very talented uh, backups behind him that are also juniors. But with having us with going with just primarily a one running back set, you know, we're going to have to find other ways to get him. But we got Brendan Wheeler, who's who's done a great job in JV the past two years. Uh, Colton Halterman and Levi Halterman are also um, they're a little different type of runner. They're a little bit littler, but they they're shifty. They're hard nosed kids. And um, it, it provides a different look than kind of the uh, Trey and Brendan where they're just going to try to run you over every time. Yeah, well, that sounds uh, like you got some good ones. Uh, you're returning a guy with 1300 yards. That's yep. plenty. That's, oh yeah. So well, that sounds like you're sounds like you're going to be a, a threat that way. Well, uh, uh, you you mentioned about the fullback and maybe you're changing some of that. Are you going to run a tight end or not? Uh, we will um, be able to shift into having a tight end. We've got uh, two sophomores that we think will do an excellent job when we when our formation dictates having a tight end. And uh, Lucas Dirks and Bridger Cox, they uh, they're both sophomores. Um, they both have their different strengths with it, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how they progress. You know, you, you never know until the pads are on, um, you know, how kids are going to always respond. Uh, but, but right now they've, they've had good summers um, and we're looking forward to seeing them be able to run tight end, but we can also split them out and do a little more spread stuff with them out there too, out on the perimeter. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, wide outs, the receivers. What, what do you got going for that? Um, so I'm very excited about our receiving core. Uh, you know, in all honesty, if I, I thought we'd be more uh, more of a spread team a little bit more last year with the talent we have at receiver, but uh, just with how well our scheme worked with running the ball with two tight ends, uh, we didn't really get to show off the strengths of these uh, junior receivers that we have. Uh, Brogan Ewing. Um, has been a big play receiver for us when we've given him the opportunity. He's going to have a lot more opportunities this year. He's, he's probably our fastest overall kid. Uh, he's had a great summer in the weight room as well. Uh, Jamison Ewing uh, played quite a bit for us as a freshman last year. If he doesn't become the quarterback, he'll, he'll be factoring in, in the past game. Uh, both those Halterman kids I mentioned, if we don't have them at running back, we'll get them out at receiver. Um, and then one that, Hasn't gotten a lot of varsity time just due to the, the depth chart, uh, but probably has the best hands on our team is uh, Robert Beardsley, who's going to be a junior for us. And I, and I think he's got, I think he'll surprise a lot of people this year with, with his ability to catch the ball and run with it after. So I'm looking forward to the competition that we have with all the receivers. Well, that sounds uh, pretty exciting. I, I knew this was going to happen. I was going to get all invested in this and excited about what you're doing. <laughs> How these how these things are going to play out, and it sounds like you got a lot of talent. So, well, uh, you know me, you know I like that offensive line. Uh, what do you got? You got? I'm, I'm sure you're replacing a bunch of the bigger. You had those big, strong kids. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. And and we graduated all. Uh, we we graduated our center and right guard, and we graduated uh, what I would consider our top three backup offensive linemen as well. You know, it was nice to have that depth last year. 
but the one nice thing that we have coming back is uh, Tate Deer King will be uh, our senior left guard. He's he was the player of the game uh, uh, in the in the baseball game I covered. Yep, yep. Uh, just a phenomenal athlete. He he's an all he was an all state guard for us last year. This will be his fourth year starting at left guard. Um, but he was an all state guard. He was a state qualifier in wrestling. He was a state qualifier in the uh, discus. So, and he had a heck of a baseball season. So, uh, we're, we're, you know, I'm not going to lie. We're probably going to be pretty easy to scout on film. We're going to give the ball to the Trey Fisher, and he's going to be running behind uh, Deer King at that left guard. But, you know, we'll mix in other things off of it. But I'd be an idiot not to have Fisher running behind Deer King quite a bit. Man, that's going to be ex- uh yeah, it's going to be exciting. You got a lot, a lot of replace, but you got a lot of youth. You got a lot of talent coming in. Kid, I like to see kids get a chance, and they're going to get a chance uh, with you. Well, let's flip it over the other side. I like the. I was a defensive end myself, and I, that's really the only place I ever. That's where my heart is. So, talk to me about the the defensive line. Well, um, I can tell you with our our entire defense. Um, with how we're going to have to move people around with all the stuff that we lost. I I really only can comfortably tell you right now, for sure. I know the deer King kid will be our nose guard. Um, Yeah. And he's capable of being a defensive end as well, but just with what his ability is, uh, it's pretty likely he'll be our nose guard. You got to put the big man in the middle, you know, the the defensive ends can't do anything without the concern for the middle. I guess. Exactly. So, um, you know, we've got a lot of kids uh, trying out at defensive end, uh, uh, you know, in our in our drill work uh, yesterday, you know, because we, we, we can't do contact yet. But just getting them done the drills, seeing the footwork, you know, um, the Wheeler kid I talked about looked good at defensive end. Uh, that will be a junior. Uh, we've got a sophomores, uh, Bridger Cox and uh, Princeton Van Syke both look really strong at uh, the DNs. Uh, we got another junior, Nathan Lillig, that um, could be of serviceable backup at nose guard if we need to give Tate a breather at nose. I'm sure I'm forgetting a couple kids um, right now, and, but I, I, I like our looks at defense. Ben, we're going to be built differently than last year. We may have to play a little more games to allow the D-line to get some uh, pressure on the quarterback, et cetera, but – you know, I, I think, and we've got an excellent, excellent uh, offensive defensive line coach, uh, Doug McAnally, years of coaching experience. He's retired up in Indianola, and, we, and uh, he comes down and helps us, and the, and the kids just adore him. He's got the old school coaching tactics, but but he's so good with those kids on teaching them fundamentals. Sounds like you really lean on your coaches quite a bit, don't you? You know, it, it was, it's something I've had to learn, but I've, I've, I'm fortunate I've got so many quality assistants. I, I used to be a giant control freak and wouldn't delegate anything, but with how talented our coaching staff is, a lot of times I just kind of let I let them, hopefully they feel this way, that I let them do their coaching and I kind of stay out of their hair and I take their input and that contributes to the game plan. That's, that's cool, man. you got a, a system that's working there. Well, uh, Scotty Melvin likes them linebackers. Uh, I'm sure he's kind of just chomping at the bit listening to this episode right, right about now. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, you know, our linebackers, we got those two Halterman kids. Uh, they're not the biggest, but I, I would say hands down when it comes to technique on tackling, 
uh, they're probably the best two on our team. Uh, just excellent form. You know, the one's a, a wrestler, and, and so he's real. I I love having wrestlers at linebacker. They they just know how to tackle the right way with all those takedowns. You know, they do on the wrestling mat. Uh, Fisher will be in there at linebacker. Um, and we've got other kids rotating in there too. I, and it's so weird with, you know, it's no secret. Um, we, we kind of base our defense quite a bit off of how Waco runs their defense. Um, so our kind of, our linebackers and corners are kind of all safeties, whatever you want to call them. They're kind of all interchangeable. So some of these kids could become a safety or corner instead of an outside backer. I mean, it's, we're just going to try to get our best five tacklers athletics athletic people in those linebacker secondary positions and and just kind of sort out who's best at what so you got the halterman's fisher the two ewing kids uh beardsley um johnny uh, Mil- milburn uh from uh the, the, that moved in from melcher um uh, i'm sure i'm uh, the dirks kid again uh we've just got a lot of athletes beardsley we've got to figure out who's the best at tackling who's the best at coverage uh, I, i'll be honest with you I, I i told this to the team uh, yesterday with so many unproven i the only thing i know for certain is that there's two kids that'll be on the field quite a bit the rest of you we're gonna have to figure out who's gonna step up who we can put where and put the pieces together accordingly yeah it's uh, uh sounds like it's all coming together well uh, uh let's uh, uh so you you basically covered the defensive backs right didn't you yeah yeah okay well let's talk about the special teams uh um, I'm seeing uh, about every every team seems to have one game, at least if not more, that seems to be kind of broke by the the special teams. You know, whether it be a field goal or a run back or a punt, re- uh, fumble recovery or something, uh, big happens on those special teams. So, tell me about your special teams. Um, you know, we're we lack um, a kicker who can consistently kick off into the end zone. Um, so, and, and we're not the most consistent on kicking PATs. So to counter those two things, uh, another one of our assistant coaches, uh, uh, Jesse Cipher, um, he runs our, our kickoff unit. He, I mean, we dedicate a lot of, cause you know, Nate, man, we're hoping to score a lot. So that means we're going to kick off a lot. And, and he pointed out some flaws a couple years ago with how I did my kickoff team in the past that really we got exploited quite a bit. Um, and so he corrected those flaws. He's got a great uh, kickoff system. The kids, it's an honor to be on our kickoff team because uh, that's where we want our best of the best. You know, they're going to tackle, be fast, be mean. Uh, so Jesse runs that. And Jesse also is kind of our two-point conversion man. Uh, so we figure if we're above 50% on our two-point conversions, we're in good shape. But if we can get at 60 70%, 80% at converting and he kind of has his two point conversion time each week. That's going to give us hidden points, um, you know, throughout the year. We want a playoff game just because we hit more two point conversions than the other team. You know, uh, the, the two point conversions, a nice little, uh, it's a difference maker in eight man, especially with the lack of kicking that most teams have. Yeah. So um, punting, um, you know, our staff's not always in agreement, but uh, I don't really like to punt all that much in eight man because we don't really like to get, usually the other team has their best player back there in space. 
Um, but if we do punt, Trey Fisher's our punter. He, he's a strong kid with a good leg, but we make sure that our, our punt coverage team's well coached. Um, yeah, and then other than that, uh, we've got a lot of kids who I think are capable of being effective punt returners. We just got to see who's the best at combining all the factors uh, that, that go into being a punt kick returner. But I, I think we have the ability to be a very explosive uh, uh, special teams team with our return game. Certainly got a bunch of farm kids, farm strong kids, you know. They're strong and then there's farm strong, you know. And uh, I think you might have some of that secondary kind of strong, that farm strong. Well, that's that's the hope with it here. So, but yeah, I mean, we, we've, we've got it. We've got a good group of kids. I was very encouraged by the uh, the attitudes and the, and the you know the work ethics that I saw yesterday. Uh, we all know. I mean, they all know. Like it's uh, we're unproven, and so you know it's they've waited for two years at the chance to play a lot of these kids. So well, last year there was twelve. There was twelve seniors, and I bet there's a lot of kids that came to camp pretty much thinking I'm not going to see much playing time. But if you're coming to camp this year, it sounds like if you work your tail off and you got some skills, you might see some playing time or find a place to play because there's some openings, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And, you know, we're fortunate with uh, uh, for an eight-man staff to have six coaches. Um, it, there's, always, there's always eyeballs watching everything and always coaches noticing, hey, let's give a look to this kid. Let's give to that. So if they're working hard, they will get opportunities. All right. Well, uh, let's talk about uh, the season. Kind of just, we got about eight minutes left. So let's uh, uh, start out opening day. Where are we at? We are at Montezuma. Oh, okay. Uh, That's close to over here. Yep. Yep. You know, we've played them uh, four times um, in, in, our, in the last, uh, since 2018, when we dropped down to eight, man. So it's a, it's kind of a rivalry, kind of not, because we know we're an hour and a half apart. We don't play each other or anything else. But the games are always, they're always good. They've won they, two. We've won two. They had that Eddie Burgess kid. Uh, yep, they, they had him. He was something, um, wasn't he? Oh, man, he, he, was, he was a special player. He was a special player. So um, my, I love playing Montezuma because they force us to be sound uh defensively and offensively they give you offensively man their, their coaching staff's creative they find ways to get their best players the ball and you got to be able to adjust and defensively they'll throw all kinds of looks so i'm really happy we're playing a tough team like montezuma to start the year so we know what we have to work on going forward it's the same reason i wanted to play waco last year let's find out what we are what we need to get better at and so on. So Mon playing Monty week one is awesome for us. They got, they got a cool uh, bunch of people there. They, they just got a fun, they're, they're, they're at, at another town like you guys that are kind of focused on the kids and, and they always show up in big numbers when I've seen them, any Montezuma I've ever seen. Uh, well, yep. uh, uh, what's next? Still on the road or are you coming home? Uh, so the next week we're at Mormon trail. Okay. Um, you know, uh, They've been in our. We've been in their district ever since. Every year since 2018. Um, the the only they, their problem is they just they're they're a small school that really doesn't have much numbers wise. So our depth has always been able to kind of be the difference maker to wear them down. But you won't find 
uh, that, that coaching staff, what they do with their kids and with their limited numbers, uh, they do a heck of a job at Mormon Trail. So they, they'll they'll always that's always one that you have to be ready for or, or they'll catch you. So uh, they'll be good for us to to have them. So we're, you know, that second week after uh, playing Montezuma. Uh, in the third week, we have East Union. Um, they've got a new coach this year, so I don't know what to expect. But historically, they, they're more of a physical team. Uh, they'll come and hit you in the mouth. You want to talk to farm kids. they got quite a few of them over there that like to hit. I like farm kids. Yep, so that will be a test for us. Uh, week four will be Moravia. Uh, we'll have, I'm oh, sorry, we're home against East Union, and then we're home against Moravia. Moravia's got a, I, he's almost kind of an Eddie Burgess light. You know, he's not as big, not as fast, but they got a quarterback that's pretty good body with a heck of an arm. And, you know, they threw the ball all over the place last year. Um, so it'll be, it'll be nice that we play them week four. So we have film on them to get kind of a better idea of what they're going to be like. But, um, you know, they were, they were tough out last year. They got second place in our district. So that is a non-district game for us though this year. And then, um, I think we go Murray, Lamoni. Uh, I know both of them are young, but they have talented kids. So, you know, by weeks five and six, they, they'll know what they are and, uh, those freshmen that they'll be playing and freshmen sophomores will have a have it figured out and then at the end of the year I you know uh, the last two weeks were home versus Lennox who was a dome team last year and at Bedford who was a playoff team last year uh, you know I think on if you ask most coaches they'd say Bedford and Lennox are probably the favorites to win the district so you know we're gonna have to be playing our best football at the end of the year you know, Lennox is always uh, um, in the state tournament, it seems like, constantly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they were in our district a couple years ago. Um, you know, we've had we've had two really good games with Lennox back when they were in our district in the past. Uh, they've kind of changed what they do a little bit. They but they they have one of the top athletes in the in the state of Iowa in their at their quarterback position. So who's that? Oh my gosh, the, the name uh, escapes me right now. Well, um, we'll have to. Yeah, he. I mean, I I noticed him two years ago at a junior high track meet, and I'm like, this this kid's one of the most impressive athletes I've seen at this level. Um, but gosh, of course, his name escapes me right now, but okay. um, yeah, he was their starting quarterback last year, and I expect him to have a big year that we'll prepare, prepare for. And, and Bedford is so well coached again with big physical farm type kids. So, you know, we, we've got our, our work cut out for us this year with the young unproven team. We're going to have to, uh, we're going to have to really learn how to keep focused uh, week to week. Um, you know, cause in years past, I think we had just with depth and experience, I, I think we had some built in advantages playing some teams. Um, you know, uh, we're going to have to, we're going to have to figure that out this year. You know, sounds sounds like you got a tough enough schedule, or at least a schedule that'll keep you guys uh, uh, primed up and ready to go for the playoffs. Uh, uh, how important is that to to have a tough schedule uh, to get your team ready for what you're going to face in the playoffs? Because that's another gear, ain't it? Well, I, I think it's it's crucial to play good teams, especially in your non-district. Um, I love that the state kind of did away with the RPI at the eight-man level. So, you know, we could go 0 and 2 in our non-district schedule and it have it not affect our playoff chances at all. 
So I, I, I like that aspect of it. And it allows us to, we wouldn't have known what we had to work on if we didn't play Waco last year. You know, Waco exposed us at the start of the year. I think tough scheduling is crucial if you want to have success in the playoffs. So, yeah. but that's my philosophy on it. So, Well, you won a couple games in the playoffs last year, didn't you? Uh, we got one. Uh, we ended up losing by two in the second round to uh, Fremont Mills. Yeah. You know, one of those games where, as a coach, you replayed in your mind. Uh, you know, <laughs> so. Well, I thought you had a fantastic team when I seen you, and uh, your record uh, uh, turned out to uh, at the end of the season turned out I was right. Uh, yeah. you, you 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 banged heads with some good teams in the playoffs, and uh, uh, we got another season coming up. Though uh, I'm really really excited about the uh, uh, Southeast Warren Warhawks this year. Is there any way our listeners can kind of follow the games? Is there any streaming or YouTube or radio um, you coming here? Uh, yep, we uh, uh, we stream our football games on the the Iowa High School. Um, that was for uh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, that where you can stream the, all the high school games throughout the state. I can't remember what that program's called with it. Yeah, uh, I know what you're talking about though. Yeah, so the Iowa department. Yeah, yeah. So we, we stream our games on that. Um, our our school's Facebook post, uh, our Facebook page and booster page do a great job of updating everything. And, you know, we have a football Twitter account, Southeast Warren Football, that will summarize uh, things after after each game. But, uh, yeah, the best way to watch it is to be able to stream um, on that, the Iowa High School Network. Well, that's so, a, at least there's a way to do it. Uh, yep. Yep. Um, I know you got a pretty big. How many? How many? You know, you got a pretty big football stadium. I understand, and it's quite packed. Uh, uh, what's the capacity of, of that stadium? You know, it's, it's it's hard to say. We don't have very much for bleachers, but we've got a lot of standing room. We've got kind of like a hillside thing people can sit on, stand on, watch the games. I mean. It, it gets it gets packed in there. I wish I could remember the numbers, but our playoff games uh, drew huge crowds. Um, I know um, our concession stand manager just t- talked about the amount of people that come to our games. Our our community really rallies around the kids on Friday nights. Like our our sidelines are always packed. And fortunately, we've played a lot of teams that have a good following. Um, you know, the majority I, I've noticed a lot of eight man. Uh, schools, their their fans are very loyal to the teams, and they they all seem to travel pretty well. But once you once you try it, you like it. You know what I mean? And it gets into you. I don't know. There's something about eight man football that uh, you know uh, you might be skeptical until you start watching it. But it's uh, so much fun. It's so wide open and so exciting. You know, there's a lot of scoring, and there's a lot of you know these kids got a lot of room to to cover on the field, a lot more than the others, and they. You know their speed. Maybe it's a little different athletic ability, you know, uh, uh, than eleven man football because it seemed more speed and agility uh, uh, to yeah. play eight man, doesn't it? Tackling is so much more magnified in the eight man game, and uh, I tell you what, the more the longer I've been in eight man, and the more contacts I've made with the different coaches, there there's some really good eight man coaches throughout the state. And it's growing you know, like wildfire, isn't it? Yeah, I, I mean, mean, not just in Iowa. It's, I mean, through the whole nation, it just seems like eight-man football is being embraced. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, at the clinics, we've got, you know, we, we're now making connections with people from Missouri and Nebraska. Uh, Wisconsin had a guy come down and talk that had some really good stuff. And there's some really interesting concepts and things that people are doing. And heck, I, I watch what the Waco coaching staff does. Man, that's a good coaching staff. Well, you're, um, you're, you're, I got to talk to him here in a little bit. Uh, and I don't want his head getting too big now. So. Well, you know, <laughs> he already knows, like we, we flat out after, after they, uh, took it to us last year we went and we stole their defense and started implementing it so i mean well it's a a pleasure to have their school uh pretty close to me you know it's like 20 minutes away and uh, it's worth every 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 mile you gotta drive to get there i promise you that so before i let you go here i mean i i know what it's like to go to game at waco you know I, i know what it's like to go to game at the snake pit i know what it's like you know to go uh, hear the cannon shoot off in Fairfield, you know. Uh, yep. I've heard about the Rose Bowl, a little Rose Bowl. I've got to get there someday because uh, that seems like an experience I, I want to get to. I, you got the turf fields. you got the grass fields. What's it like for a guy that's just coming to watch a high school game? What, what is unique about that atmosphere? Walk me through what it's like to walk into Southeast Warren and, and watch a football game. You know, um, you got the big crowd. Um, you got the big crowd. Uh, the field. I, I I think our our grounds our grounds person Rich Bales he handles it. My like I was on it today, just walking at the small <clears throat> down with the, the I was down on it this morning with the little kid football camp, and it is it's just an immaculate condition. He takes great pride in our field, looking sharp. Um, you know, you got the people packed everywhere, the cars, you got the, uh, the one thing I really liked, uh, was, was we renamed the field, uh, Bob Young field. Uh, so all the people that played for him back in the eighties, when we were just a perennial playoff team, you know, all of his former players come back and get to see that name of the most successful football coach at Southeast Warren. And, um, just, I don't know. It's just kind of a cool experience that brings the entire community out. I see all sorts of parents, of former players that still come just because they like being at the games on Friday nights. They don't have any kids or family playing. They just like to be a part of the Warhawk football on Friday nights. Well, I don't care what's going on. There's no better value on earth than to go to any high school game in, on a Friday night in, in Iowa. I mean, oh, the, the I atmosphere, the joy you're going to get, the competition is, you know, those kids play their hearts out, don't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you want to see some athletes lay it out on the line, you will, you know, in a high school football game. It's uh, so exciting, and I'm ready to kick the season. What, Coach, is there anything – I'm going to talk to your ear off here. Uh, Is there anything uh, that we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to? Um, You know, um, no, just that I appreciate your coverage, and I appreciate our our fan base being so supportive of all Warhawks athletics. So – um, any, anything I can ever do for you, just, just let me know. Well, uh, you know, um, I'm going to start covering some JV, uh, uh, games and, uh, is your JV team going to play anywhere near, uh, me? Um, I don't think so this year and yeah, well, we're still going to have to find our, our JV is going to be 
we still got work to do on that. I've got to talk to some fellow ADs and, and see what we can get figured out there. So okay. uh, that's a to be determined on that one. Well, anyway, uh, uh, we did get to see, I think, come in playing Sigourney. We had some coverage of it in, the, uh, in basketball, and, and we got to see the baseball team and, and uh, got to cover your football team last year. So any chance we can get uh, uh, to co- get out there and see some Southeast foreign stuff, we'll be paying attention. Uh, and uh, uh, hopefully uh, you will be uh, uh, willing to come back on and talk about some of the wins you get this season. Well, hey, anytime you want me on, just let me know. We will. Uh, you've been one of my favorite guests and uh, really enjoy watching your team. I like the way you dress, even. It's pretty cool. <laughs> thank you. So, uh, all right. Well, thanks for being with us, Kate. Hey, thank you very much.